April 5, 2023. It's Watt from Pedro Show. Thank you. 
Watch for Pedro Show. Happy Wednesday. Uh, we started off with John Cale. No. <laughs> Shit, I got John Cale on the mind here. Beautiful man. I think he's living in SoCal these days. No, this is John Coltrane when he was playing with Johnny Hodges. Rabbit, 1954. Don't blame me. Live. One of them radio broadcast things. Then we had Dear France with Only Time Will Tell. And because of those... Uh, uh, software engineers of Estonia with their Skype invention. I got with me all the way from New York City. Dear France, along with bass brother Kai, welcome aboard. Hi. <laughs> Absolute. And right away, we got to give credit to Bob Teagan in Detroit. You know, he's a little past that eight-mile highway or road, they call it there. But But he's the one who made the connect here between us. And uh, really interested. He still has like the hour, right? He's, he's always putting up, uh, he's always recording live. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's a video man. Uh, he's got a show called The Wendy Hour he's had for what, like right. 30, 40 years? Exactly, exactly. You can go to YouTube.com, people, and check out The Wendy Hour. Or sometimes yeah. he spells it in French. Lahour, yeah. like Wendy Lahour. And uh, he's got all kinds of stuff, lots of uh, my, my gigs, but uh, lots of other people's. A great one of Tenko playing guitar and singing at CBGB's early days. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to learn about your journey through music because he said it was most interesting. So please bring your earliest memory, your earliest musical recollection, dear France. My earliest musical collection? Well, recollection, um, memory. Yeah. I was uh, kind of just uh, surrounded by music all, all the time. I, the most beautiful piece of furniture in the house was the radio. So um, I was just attracted to that. And then I would go to uh, uh, American Bandstand and the Clay Cole show. I would come in, take my skates off, watch the show religiously, and then go back out and skate up and down. I was born in Manhattan. Uh, but then I, uh, everyone in my family sang, they're Irish. So everyone's singing all the time while they're throwing beer around, and uh, and then I taught myself piano, and then I then I got a, a, an acoustic guitar, and that was that. I was just well. Let me ask you I this: think? So your earliest memory is like American Bandstand on the television? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then there was Ricky Nelson. Sure. I mean, people don't understand. I mean, rock and roll was in the living room. Okay. You know, with Elvis, you know, like I saw Elvis, uh, and uh, and then when I saw the Beatles, I was one of those girls who got carried home. I had fainted. I didn't know how I had fainted, but I had just fainted. I was just really, just always just taken by with the music. So. Um, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You said everybody in the family was singing, and of course, the voice is an instrument. But was there other musical instruments in the pad you grew up? No, there wasn't. Everyone was singing and dancing. I was the first person. My uncle, through marriage, he played clarinet and saxophone. And the he was the artist. Stick. And the licorice he, stick. Well, let me ask yeah. you this. What about at school? Were you in the marching band or the choir or shit like that? No, I'm inner city, honey. I was raised in Washington Heights. There when, was... Well, I wasn't there, so I got to ask you these things. When I get the mind reading <laughs> thing down, it'll be no problem. Won't have to say a word. <laughs> but in the meantime, yeah. I'm going to use words yeah. to ask you questions because I wasn't there. So, can I ask you what was the first record you bought with your own money? Oh, oh, um, I think. Uh... This is the animals. I think I got the animals uh, or the stones first. And then uh, 
I also had uh, all day and all the night that single, and I played it back and forth. That's the Kinks, I think. Side B, the Kinks, yeah. yeah. I love it. So, uh, what was the first gig you saw, dear France? My first uh, concert was the Rolling Stones in 1966 in Forest Hills with Brian Jones, and the Standells opened up. My mom had a boyfriend, and he wanted me out of the house. He goes, here, kid, has a ticket. So I went over and uh, over to Queens, and I saw the Stones all by myself. And it was, you know, that I was on the same side of the stage as Brian Jones, and that was it for me. I mean, you know, it's one thing you hear it coming out of the radio, because I used to listen to also, like, the, the soap operas on the radio. You know, I just loved the voice, you know, the shadow nose. But when you see your first live bands, that's just it. And then, you know, because I was in the city, I'd go down, you know, to the village and, you know, the Fugs would be playing and the Mothers of Invention would be playing and uh, the Rascals would be playing. And um, and everyone in my neighborhood was listening to uh, Motown and Stax. And then there was a lot of big Spanish influence. So there was a lot of different rhythms going around. So, uh um, you know, it was just, you know, New York is a great place to be. Plus, also back then, it was like um, all ages. They didn't serve alcohol. So you just go into all these cafes and you'd be seeing, you know, people jamming and playing. And it didn't matter how old you were. I was 12, 13 going into those places. And um, because they didn't have liquor licenses, everyone was allowed to come in. So Sure, sure. Now, you told me you got on guitar. How did that happen? Uh, I, well, you know, I just, I just begged. I just begged. I had, uh, every time I, uh, you know, t I think when I was buying records, they were $2.49. And I had a brother who would uh, tape his change to the bottom of his drawer so I couldn't rob him. But whenever he wasn't around, I would get his money and I'd go to the record store. That's all I did was buy records. And uh, I just, um, I was just... You know, I, I, I didn't do school. I did. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't do school. I didn't study. I didn't do anything. You know, I just, no, no. Was, I understand that, but how did you get the guitar? My mom gave it to me for Christmas. Ah, okay, I, was, okay. I, was, I was in footsie pajamas still. <laughs> now, now, I, did you have a teacher? Did you take lessons? Are you self-taught? No, no, no. Self-taught completely. Okay. Can you remember? Now, how did you teach yourself? Did you try, like me and D. Boom, we, we learned by trying to copy songs off records. Yeah, yeah, by ear. Okay, by okay, ear. yeah. You know, and, uh, and, you know, God, there was so much music going around. When I was, when I was coming up, I mean, there was, you know, that was just when FM radio had started. So, uh, you know, you could listen, you could put the radio under the pillow all night long and just listen to tunes all night long. And by the time you woke up, you had figured them out on guitar. And I, <laughs> That's pretty good. You know I mean? like you just knew where to go. And also... I got to I gotta explore that technique, you know, because I've had to do this shit like having to listen a million times, try out all kinds of notes. But maybe I just should just be conking with this shit on and then I'll be able to play it in the morning. Yeah, well, yeah, but also, you know, like I had the Beatles book and the Rolling Stones book. Ah, you had little, you had some instruction stuff. Okay, but still, yeah. you you were self-motivated. Can you remember the first song that you learned? 
Oh God, you're gonna you're gonna laugh. Green sleeves. <laughs> ah, that's a good tune. John Coltrane used to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's the first mm. song I figured out. Yeah, because it takes a lot of concentration, and you know, if you really start somewhere like a green sleeves, and then once you get that song down. Yeah. Then you got it, you know. Of course. And, That's from found, the fucking Middle Ages. <laughs> I know. And then I found a, when I was eight, I found a piano in my friend's garage, and I figured out, give my regards to Broadway on it. So. Oh, wow. You know, so you start playing piano, too. Yeah, I was all over the place. Well, you know, like kids would say, we're going to play doctor now. And I was like, no, nah, I don't think so. And I would just go somewhere else and. I wasn't a, a joiner, you know. I'd rather go find something to bang on or play or listen to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you gave me this, uh, I guess it's a newer tune, Buku. We used to say Buku and Navy Housing. You know, my pop was a sailor. I grew up in Navy Housing. And Buku meant a buttload of shit. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we, we like that word. Let's listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
notizia che il Papa sarebbe morto. La notizia, la fonte è? Tre stelleanza. Tre stelleanza. Il Papa è morto. Io vi prego di alzarvi per favore per un momento di raccoglimento e per chi crede un momento di preghiera. Giovanni Paolo II se n'è andato, l'hanno trovato morto e riciclato in un prodotto ben confezionato.
cordoglio ha visto passare in rassegna la maxi processione lacrime sudore e svenimenti l'ospedale di Vespa anche se quella in realtà non conta non aspettavamo ma alla riga è tua figurine
show. It's going to be deja vu all over again for my guests because I was a fucking asshole. 21 years, 10 months of doing this show. Well, 11, actually, and I'm still blowing clams. Buku uh, with Dear France. Position Normal with Project. Tribuna Ludo with JP2. All rights reserved. Diego Lorenzi with Series Infantilis. 19 minutes, 40 seconds. With 19 minutes, 40 Yeah, that's the name of the band. Pisces. Ryan Experience. <laughs> Ride a White Swan. It's yourself. God bless the ego. Mystic Elevator on the Hill and Tramp from Dear Friends. And we're getting into this period. Uh, like an idiot, I assume that people had garages. Well, maybe they do in that, that, that part. There's a trippy part by the boatyard, Columbia Boatyard, where you could see Broadway really high above you going to, towards Yonkers. And actually, the, I think it's called Seaman, the street, the last street. And the, some of them pads had eleva- uh, garages. Well, that's that's Inwood. That's Inwood, right, right. There's a park there called Inwood. You're right, you're right. Yeah, there's Inwood Park and Fort Tryon Park, and that's where the cloisters are. In fact, the East River, which is actually an estuary, when it gets back into the Hudson there, or goes in the Hudson, it's called Spite and Dival, right? Absolutely, because that's where all the, the ships from Spain and England, they were sending the payloads for the soldiers and they all uh, sunk there because of the uh, the current. Is so- right, it was really wild, so they had to blast it to make it bigger and try to get a handle on that. Yep, yeah. yep, 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 yep. So Watt knows a little bit, but it's it's fragmented and it's distorted. Wow, <laughs> wow. did you know Dennis Driscoll? He lived on Seaman Avenue. He's that, a I think that's the last road, if I recall, because I used to conk a buddy of mine named Jimbo. He had a pad up there, and I would conk there. Anyway, so what I was asking people was about, you know, in school, the basement band, the, the bedroom band, or the garage band, and dear friends, hipping me to the fact, no, no, not Manhattan, Why, we go to Central Park. Yeah, we go to the park, or Fort Tryon Park. In fact, the first um, person that Hilly Crystal ever managed was this guy I used to sing in the park with. And he, uh, he graduated from Berkeley School of Music, and he was just really terrific. So somehow we went down like 73 or something and found Hilly and he booked and he, and he assigned him and, uh, and bought him all his equipment. And then uh, Hilly had had this place, uh, Hilly on Ninth Street, that um, I went over there to work. But then he opened a, a CBGB's on a 315 Bowery. So we were going over there and I was a bartender and the other singer, I mean a waitress or the other singer was a waitress. And But then um, this guy, I can't think of his last name, it was Mike something or other, but he wound up getting strung up and uh, uh, ripping Hilly off for all the equipment. And because of that, Hilly didn't sign anyone until the dead boys, like, you know, Years later, because he was burned, you know, he goes, oh, you know, fuck musicians, you know. Right, once so, bitten, twice shy. I know, but meanwhile, all the bands got, you know, talking about Seymour Stein passing away. I mean, Seymour scooped everybody up, and Hilly just sat there not trusting musicians, all because of this guy that I came down there with. So sure, Yeah, things have consequences. I had Richard uh, Lloyd on the show. He told me he helped Hilly build that stage for CBs. Yes, television did, yeah. The original stage, the one yeah, that was yeah. on the uh, 
the uh, the left hand side of the when you walked into the room, it, it was a stage was on the left hand side. Port side, port side. How many letters in left? <laughs> Night four. How many letters in port? Four. You'll never forget again. <laughs> I got you. But <laughs> now the pool table was there. Now, now, you now, 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 so you were you were first in there as a waitress. You weren't really playing yet. Oh no! When yeah, did you start I, playing, dear well, France? Uh, well, I, I was, uh, when I was 16, I was in uh, California on H Street, and I had a band. Up so the city, I, San Francisco, yeah. Yeah, I was playing uh, 16 and 17 out in, uh, on H Street. And, oh. uh, so that's what I did, and I started my songwriting. Song what, what, uh, what do you mean? You just, how'd you, how'd you get a car? How'd you get out of here? No, we no, we had a band. Uh, no, uh, I was working uh, across the street from Columbia University at this Greek diner, and he, the uh, guy who owned it found out my boyfriend was Greek, and he felt bad, and he gave me a play ticket. So I, I went to California with $2, a tab of acid, and a denim jacket. And, uh, and my friends were there, and uh, the radio stations would say, there's a party over here tonight, there's a party over there tonight, Quezon and all. And then we would just get in a van because we used to move people's furniture. We'd get in a van and go and walk into these people's houses. And I had a big top hat and we would just start jamming. And then we'd collect money and, you know. Okay, so you, you had a band. What was this band called? Uh, uh, well, our singer was, I was so young, I didn't understand. But our singer was named Richie Rich, and he wore a gold made dress, and he had a long blonde wig and high heels. And I was unaware that that was odd. I just thought, wow, I love the way he's dressing. <laughs> sure. And he, he booked us at a lot of gay joints. Of course, I was unaware of that, too, because I was just, you know. Um, what about the, Christopher, the, Christopher Street? Uh, no, no, San Francisco. I know, I know, but. Didn't you have any experience like Christopher Street? Well, uh, well, yeah, but uh, because I was a girl, you know, the experiences I had with the gay community were not good because there used to be a lot of very aggressive bull dykes back then. Oh, and, uh, okay. I did a lot of running. I did a lot of running as a but, young but girl. But you played a lot of, you know, a lot of, the, even when I was doing punk gigs in the old days, you played a lot of gay places. They were more. Yeah. They were more open-minded, you know. Absolutely, and more fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Clean bathrooms too. <laughs> you know, yeah, because in the middle of a song, my, my singer would disappear, and I'd be hitting the tambourine, or like, where did he go? Where did he go? And then he'd come out of the bathroom and jump on stage, and it was just, uh, I don't know. It was, it was, <laughs> well, how long? Did, how long did this band last? Oh, uh, I came back in, I, uh, I came back in, uh, I think 70, 71. And I, I went to work for the Academy of Music on 14th Street. So um, I was the first girl usher. And then I got to see all the bands there. Now, now, the now bands. you said you, in, in San Francisco, you were playing the tambourine. You stopped playing guitar? I No, well, there were... Um, I was the girl in the band and the songwriter, so I was dancing and playing the 
tambourine, but when I wrote the songs, I wrote them on guitar. Okay, but, okay. But there was a really great guitar player from Ireland in the band, so... Now, did you continue playing guitar when you went back to New York City? Oh, yeah, yeah, I always have. Okay, always now, have. Now, what, yeah. now you're working at this place on 14th Street, but are you still doing music at the same time? Uh, I'm doing art at that time. I spent, I took a few... When I came back from San Francisco, we got into art. We were doing the guerrilla art. Uh, we'd take huge pieces of, we'd go down to Soho, and back then it was kind of abandoned, and you could find all kinds of materials that were thrown out, you know, and we would just pick up stuff and make stuff and then decorate the city with it. So in the morning when people went to work, yeah. there'd be a painting across the bank doors so you couldn't get in, or there'd be a big... <laughs> stuff some sort of uh something we would make and we would just um stay up all night and decorate the city it was like guerrilla art it was really a lot of fun but um then i went over to max's kansas city and i i broke the door at max's kansas city and that was 70 73 and now you and, worked the door there but did you ever work the stage um no, I went and I wound up coming back in 77 and booking it, but I only, uh, I never did uh, Max's with my own band, but I sang and played with Lenny Kay and a couple other people. But then I started booking it in 77, and then I, you know, left to go play with John Cale, so, so, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, so I'm trying to keep track here. Okay, yeah. so... A lot happens in New York in one day. Right, right. And now when you, you say you, you had a band, when you say you had a band, was was that band called Dear France? No, 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 no. Which which band? Which one are you talking about? When you were uh, bu uh, booking at Max's Kansas City? No, no. I was booking the bands. I brought Devo to Max's and the B-52s. Understood, and... understood. But you mean when you were booking, you weren't playing? No, okay, I, nope, understood, nope. understood. And then I, I, but then Jane Friedman put me in the John Cale bands. Well, we'll I, get to that. We'll get to that. But we ran, we ran out of time. We're at the end of the first hour of the April 5, 2023 edition of Wap Pedro Show. Special guest, dear France, bass brother Kai. Hold tight for hour two. April 5, 2023. It's the second hour of the Wap for Pedro Show. Give me a face you can't forget. It stops your heart, it steals your breath A famous bass, dirty guitar It breaks your neck, thinking that dark Give me cheekbones that don't make sense Far away look, an air of contempt Speak every language, read every book Always win gambling, have no clues When you go 
Scott from Pedro Show. Start off the second hour. Dear France, doing Dear Nico. No, Dark Nico. Sorry. Fucking up, what? Alexander Hack after that. Japan, Japan. This is from his big piece about an imaginary youth in Berlin. Well, he lives in Berlin. He's part of Einstein's and the Neubaut, but this is his own project. Uh, then the last uh, edition of Wap Pedro Show, I had on uh, Randolph Carter and uh, Richard Fenton and uh, their big uh, treatment of that Alan Moore comic. There were uh, seven parts that we d- didn't get to, so here they are. Uh, Curious Orange Sweet, the problem with mon- modernity symbolizes 16,000 oranges. Less than one in the, 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 the uh, what's it called? The virtual Museum of Virtual Memory. That's the name of their project. And less than one. Then we had Curious Orange Sweet, Three Pyramids of Decay, Nuns, Fish, and Oranges. Then Curious Orange Sweet, Mind the Oranges, Marion. No, Marlin. Not Marion. Fuck. My eyes. <laughs> less than one. And the. Museum of Virtual Memory. Then, uh, from the mouth of defeat, a gut reaction. Close the curtains, Jeffrey on amphibious, and the closing titles. Yep, lesson one. And the Museum of Virtual Memory. And then finally, movie theater from Dear Friends. Okay, so you're going to join. You know, I knew the drummer of that band. I think you're referring to th- this this phase of John Cale's career, Dougie Bound. Yes. Yes, because I saw that tour survive, right? Ready for war. Yeah. You better be ready for war. He wore like a fucking yellow hard hat and a white shirt yeah, and a tie. He and, did. Shit. Yeah. and we had mannequins. And- right, and he was and he was asking people to uh, register for the draft because Soviets had gone into Afghanistan. Anyway, uh, so so you're in the band as a guitarist. I mean, no, he no, had Chris Spedden a lot on his records. I know that. Yeah, no, with John Cale band, I was percussionist and background singer. Okay. First, yeah, first I recorded with Tom Verlaine before I went into his band, but then we were on the road, and it was, you know, that's Tom Verlaine. You're talking about television. Yeah, yeah. I sang on his record first. Oh, when he was making solo records? Yeah, his first solo okay, record. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then, and then, so you said somebody put you in John Cale's band. Jane Friedman. She was Patti Smith's manager, television's ah, manager. And also that's the connect with Lenny Kay. Yes, and John Cale's manager. She ran okay. War Talk. War Talk, W-A-R-T-O-K-E. You know, she was the woman behind Woodstock, even, you know, like. Wow. Yeah, so the, the silent partner, she's the one who really, she's a very powerful, powerful person and still do you, is. Do you remember your first gig with John Cale? Oh, we went up to New Haven, Connecticut. Yes, home of uh, Yale. Yeah, yeah. It, it was really, really cool because John doesn't get off the stage until everyone is about to commit suicide so he would <laughs> hang himself from the rafters he would cut himself people in the front row were always in wheelchairs and drinking you know car fluids and it was <laughs> it was really quite a scene the john cale okay i'll tell you my john were... cale story the minute was going to open for him in long beach here oh, yeah. in the early 80s and he was uh, this was solo he had no band 
It's after this survive uh, thing that you were part of. So this is him just with a piano tuner. So a piano would be at every venue, right? So he gets done with his sound check. It's at Fender's Ballroom downtown Long Beach, across the harbor from here in Pedro. And so we're ready to do our sound check. And he looks at us. He's like wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And he's fucked up out of his head. A baracho, right, drinking. And he's like, the piano ain't going to move. And we're like... We would be very, very honored to share this stage with your piano, Mr. Kale. And he said, you would. And then he looks at Dee Boone, and Dee Boone's got these fucking shorts he found at a thrift store. Well, it was an army surplus. Like, they wear this over the uniform to protect from chemical warfare. So it's got no fucking pockets. So John Kale's pointing at these pants and laughing his head. He says, what the fuck are those for? So you don't have to feel the weight of the heavy coin? So Dee Boone... You know, <laughs> Dee Boone laughs and shit, you know, and him and, jo- you know, we do our thing and th- him and Georgie drummer leave. And it's just me and John Cale in the fucking pad. The sound man, every, the piano tuner, everybody leaves. It's just me and him. And he tells me to sit down on the edge of the stage and he goes to the piano and he looks me square in the eye and he starts singing Streets of Laredo. As I walked out, you know, I started crying. He sang the whole song, got up and left. And I'm the only dude in there. Yeah. That was, that's my John Cale story. So it ended up like he was looking for a fight, but man, we just loved him so much. There was no fight. Yeah. I'm born on D D Boone's birthday. We share a birthday. April Fool's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know what? You gave me this song here, Lazy Heart. I want to play Lazy Heart. Okay.
Not for Pedro, I'm sure that chunk of music is a little one. But it started with Dear France doing Lazy Heart, which surprised her. I guess bass brother Kai gathered all the material. Thank you so much. <laughs> and then we had uh, Kato Hideki, Hideko, Hideki Kato, the way we say it, watching The Sleeping Lover. And then finally, Blue House from Dear France. So, how, how long did you play with John Cale? Uh, two years. I was, uh, I was in Europe with him in 77, and then he came back over to New York, and I left Max's and toured with him until 80. Uh, yeah, uh, the middle of 80, and then I went to Paris. So, um, yeah, it was, it was cantankerous, you know, it was, was a lot of Peruvian marching powder involved. <laughs> a lot! <laughs> <laughs> that probably didn't help. <laughs> well, probably, in, in, fact, in fact, it was Iggy. You know, I, I, had, a, wow. I had, a, had a big fight with Kale one night, and uh, I wouldn't get in the van. And then uh, Dougie comes out. We were in the same hotel. He goes, what's up? And Ivan Crowell was in the band. And oh, Basement. Yeah, he helped Iggy out with some solo stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and they go, oh, you can come with us. So I finished the tour with Iggy and those guys. They got me back to New York City. Yeah, Iggy didn't like the book he wrote, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's okay. He's a good bass player, Ivan Krell. Um, uh, well, Czech guy, right? We lost him to cancer or something a couple of years ago. So, so uh, you know, I helped the Stooges out for 125 months. What? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw you play up, uh, up, up, uptown here in New York. Uh, a total mind blow for me, man. I couldn't believe that. I thought it was going to be one gig at Coachella. No, it was yeah. an amazing show. Uh, well, they're amazing cats. Ashton Brothers, Brother Steve, Ig, James Williamson later. Temple up, uptown in New York. Uh, oh, right. By where, uh, what was his yeah. name? Pie in the Sky, what? Reverend. It's yeah. like a little Dominican area up I there. Seventy Fifth Street, where Malcolm X was shot. Yeah. No, no, it's more north than that. It's it's like where uh, Reverend Ike used to do his services. Oh, yeah. beautiful theater. Yeah, old timey. Yeah, uh, you know, a little north of Harlem. Uh, mm -hmm. It was uh, yeah, yeah. I loved every gig I played. They all seemed like they were five minutes long. So, what do you do music wise, dear France, in Paris? Uh, well, I, I, there was this, uh, French boy who had seen me performing and I'd gotten a, uh, I joined the wine, the grape pickers union because I thought the, uh, the insanity of being on the road was really getting to me. So I joined the grape picking union and they picked me and all I had to do was get to the south of France and then they put you up for three months and they feed you and then they give you a case of wine. So I thought that's good. Let me get my fingers in the soil. But <laughs> You know who worked? You know who worked agriculture in the south of France? It actually was during the Second War. Was uh, uh, Sam Beckett, and he wrote a book <laughs> called What W A T T. My name. Yay! Another fellow Aries. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> so anyway, so, so you guy, weren't doing music while you were picking grapes. No, I never got there because you know, there was this band called the Stinky Toys. It was Jacques No. I remember those cats. Yeah. So I was with my friend, and we were dancing at some club, and they saw us. And, then, you know, in Paris, word gets around quickly. So this guy, he just sent a limousine over for me, and he goes, you know, we, 
will you sing on my record before you leave town? And I said, yeah. And so I just moved in. I just moved in with him, and I never went to the south of France. So I just okay. stayed there. <laughs> we're going to yeah. continue on, but we're at the end of second hour, April 5, 2023, Dish Watt Pedro, so special guest, dear friends, bass brother Guy Holt, tight for hour three. <laughs> April 5, 2023, it's the third hour. What for Pedro Show?
show start off the third hour dear france doing rodin and then al margolis out of chester new york up the river a little bit there guitars in parentheses of march might be just one dear france oh boy and walter wright walter wright and our margolis not by accident because i'm doing a third collab with these guys el cabong and this was because sam from walter wright both a beautiful man dear france finally with racked i think it's a newer tune right and uh, so how'd you meet bass brother Kai? Well, because he's, he's friends with D-Pop. When I came back Ah, D-Pop, the drummer man we just lost, right? I, I, when I came back from had college, Cynthia on I, the show I twice for the, the Bush Tetris coming back together. And that, that, was, that broke my heart when I heard that. 
Yeah, that was a terrible thing. So D and I started a band, and uh, then we got married, and uh, then we had a baby, and we kept playing. But uh, then, you know, uh, the world gets in the way. So um, I moved to California to start an extension of the Detroit Free Press for uh, High Times Magazine. And he stayed in the city, went back to the Bush Tetras. And Dee and uh, Kai were friends from, you know, way back. So when I, uh, I started another band, you know, for about 15 years with uh, Paul Chapin, but then I came back to the city and I called Dee and he said, well, come on, let's go play. And I said, well, do you know a bass player? And he goes, yeah, Kai. And all, and so we just started playing and we've been playing for the last four years. And also when I was with Dee, we had a band called Floor Kiss and Rich Thomas was the guitar player. And so was Michael Palm Garden and Kevin Fullen. Uh, yeah. Kevin Fullen from Nona Hendrix and Michael Palm Garden from Eight-Eyed Spy. Sure, sure. Uh, Lydia's band. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we all had bands together, all well, for well, the well, kiddies. Uh, when was the first gig you guys played together? D and I. No, uh, bro- this brother uh, Kai. We should be talking to the man who's sitting with you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, 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 no disrespect to brother D. I mean, but but I, yeah. I want to see how he fits in here. Do you remember the first gig? I remember dear friends coming over to my apartment uh, and uh, she came up and she showed up with these these uh, great songs. You know, I'm pretty picky. Yeah, I'm pretty picky about the commitment that it takes to join a band. And so, you know, just like a, just like a great actor who chooses his scripts carefully. Yeah. You know, I, I, I listened to her songs and we sat down and I picked up my bass, put it in my lap and we sat there in the living room and she just played one song after another and they were tricky yeah. the song sounded beautiful but they were tricky there was something to them and so we started to then covid hit yeah and we still she became my covid buddy we managed to we re- really weren't playing out that much there was no place to play yeah but but she kept showing me song after song and one day i looked up and i said man there's 40 songs here jesus <laughs> you know Time to record, right? Time to record. Yeah, yeah. That's well. That's what we just did. We went to Sonic Lounge in Ohio with Joe Veer's studio. Yeah. Which I'm telling you, anyone gets the chance to go there, book some time. He's an amazing engineer too, and and wound up being our producer on a lot of the tracks you're playing today. Ah, okay. Theater, uh, Boku, um, Blue House. Blue House, by the way, Kevin Fullen is playing bass on that. He's an excellent, excellent, now, lovely now, man. You're saying the, the songs were in a couple batches. Yeah. There was yeah. an earlier batch and then a later batch. Yeah. But they were both done uh, in Ohio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What but about this tune the, here? Well, I want to play this tune called Loser. Okay. Oh, it's beautiful. Where was it? Yeah, where was this one done? Was it part of the first batch or the second batch? First batch. Cause I 
Watt for Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. We started that chunk off with Dear France doing Loser. Then from Baltimore, Moloman with Agra Mayhex. Zach Rosen, brand new. Monsters and Man out of Chicago. Death Tape Super Bass. Love that name. Tooth Party. Mm. <laughs> Tooth Party. You know, Pedro here. What's the favorite pickup line in a San Pedro bar? What? Nice tooth. <laughs> 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 yeah. Methamphetamine, hell of a hobby, people. Okay, okay. After Tooth Party was Peak Moon, Dear France. So, enlighten us about uh, Loser. Oh, well, oh boy. Well, Loser is, I don't know, I'm sort of a, a, a moody person. You know, I, I, I go for the people who don't fit in. I'm, a, I'm not attracted to winners. <laughs> and, and that's how we met. <laughs> So, so at the job. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and this is the process. She she just runs by this tunes by you with uh, the guitar, and then yeah. you you figure out bass parts. How how, how does the drummy work in? Say that again. Well, she's playing you the the songs she's written on the guitar and singing them, and then you come up with bass parts. How do you work in the drums? Uh, D D of course is a is a was a quick study and he would show up. We 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 showed up with bass and guitar parts and vocal parts kind of pretty well structured, and then he would uh, he would uh, he would jump in and very quickly find uh, find a part. And also, we were playing outside on the street in front of art galleries because of COVID. So you know, it, it got to the point where. where Especially drummers, they were like, I'm not carrying this trap around, you know, I don't have the time for this. <laughs> and Dee was the only one who was like, you know, get on the subway, you know, carry the drums, set it up on the street. We're all wearing jackets, hats and scarves and, yeah. and play for hours. That's because she's like, from the old yeah. days, you know, and uh, maybe the new people, little sense of entitlement. Because in the old days, you had to make it happen. Yes. Yeah. So, th But those ethics are hard to like beating the people's brains you know if they don't believe they don't believe they'll find out so what, yeah. what what's the next plan you got two how many songs you got recorded now so we got, got about 12 now recorded so you got an album worth 12. are you gonna put uh, out an album well we put out an ep uh, okay right now it's just on Bandcamp. while we're trying to figure out the whole distribution situation sure sure, sure. what uh, about what about gigs touring but we're playing april 16th and then where at uh, where at uh, at Lucky on Avenue B and Test Street in Manhattan. Okay. And if anybody's listening out there in California who yeah. wants to book us, just uh, get in touch with you, I guess. And <laughs> yes, yeah, we will travel anywhere for a gig. Well, there, but there's no Dear France website, is there? Uh, no, we're up on Bandcamp. Right okay, now. that's how people. People go yeah. to the Bandcamp, look up in their little search engine there, Dear France, D E E D E E R. F R A N C E. That that's a trippy name. How'd that name come? Uh, difference is the name of the machine that Buddha left the planet in after he imparted all his wisdom to the twelve animals. Ah, oh, the Bodhi tree. After he, the forty days yeah. under the Bodhi tree. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm a slow learner. So thank you for hitting me that. <laughs> so, but, but if you go there, people at the at the band camp page, there's something that says contact the artist. So that's how you can book. Dear France. Oh, yeah. 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 Right, yeah. yeah. So it's dearfrance.bandcamp.com, I believe. Right, right. That's that's correct. And, and man, I would love to see you guys live. I mean, how many people are in the band now? 
Well, now we have Bo Conlon, who was in the Bodines. He's the drummer. I remember Bodines. That was a while yeah. ago. Yeah. So now he's the drummer. But we also have uh, Jonathan Paley out in uh, L.A. And then Rich Thomas from Ohio. So, you know, it's just only Kai and I are local. Yeah. So when we play, we have to uh, gather. Sure. So, but uh, we just always kept thinking that, um, you know, COVID would end. But so many people in New York are still wearing masks. Yeah. But I I went to a few gigs in the last week or two, so people are finally out again. Okay. I know the Butch Sisters are playing May 3rd at Union Pool, so I don't know if they have an opening act, but it, it's time to get back on the pony because... Back on uh, the pony. Lost a lot of people during COVID. It was well, a dark, dark, dark time. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We are actually playing a kind of a trial balloon gig over at a place called Lucky's in lower Manhattan on the uh, on the 16th. So if anybody's listening who's in Manhattan, uh, we'll shit, be there. I wish night. I was there. I'd be in the pit and I'd start some shit. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Look, when you guys get another batch of songs recorded, will you come back on the show? We can play them and talk about it. Yes! Absolutely. Ah, that would be beautiful. Beautiful. Why don't Thanks. you come, and, come to Ohio and sit in on a couple of numbers? <laughs> when I get a little bit of time, I will. I would love to. I would love to. I love Ohio. And I'd love you know, to complain. I, and, and these tunes you gave me are bitching. I would love to be part of stuff like that. Wow, thank you. But I don't want to take your job, Bass Brother Kai. <laughs> okay. So anyway, you get another batch, come back on. I'm waiting. The invite's All open. Right. People, oh, it's been okay. the April 5, 2023 edition of Wap for Pedro, so keep your powder dry.